It's the best of the worst B-movie breakdown 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 Welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown. This is episode number seven. Seven. Um, somehow rhyme it with heaven. <laughs> well, the B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where you find humor and enjoyment in low-budget and lesser-known films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, and the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. Almost... Every time we do one of these episodes, the movie is available on Netflix streaming. Or in parts on YouTube or in full on YouTube. Sometimes somebody puts the whole movie up. Sometimes they chop it up in parts to not get uh, trouble. What have you. So, you can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes, on our website, bmbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach our site with suggestions um, for movies. Um, for upcoming episodes, or just thoughts on movies we've previously done, or the current movie, um, go to our website, leave a comment, email bmbpodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at bmbpodcast, or on Facebook, facebook.com slash bmbpodcast. In the beginning of this episode, you may have heard the intro, it was done by Jonathan Mann, two N's, he's a badass, he has a website, jonathanmann.net, and he makes a song a day on YouTube, so check him out. His name is Jonathan Mann. My name is Corey. I just thought to myself, if his name showed up like all alphabetical, like in a filing system, it'd say, man, Jonathan, like, man, Jonathan. (laughs) Well, that could work for anything, like, man, Amy. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Man, Aloysius. (laughs) Man, Nathaniel. Man, Esther. <laughs> Esther, man. <laughs> yes, I'm just, I'm just throwing old lady names. Oh, man, Mabel. Mabel. That was what I was gonna go with next. That's a good one. I, but I always associate Mabel though with not just old women, giant fat black men from early '90s wrestling. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> King Mabel. Uh, back then, I guess you got the crown based on, uh, you know, size, any which way you could pull it off. <laughs> that was when they had so many fat wrestlers. King of the ring, the, the biggest wrestler in sports entertainment today. And <laughs> then we got Mark Henry, and at least he got strong and could do something. <laughs> and he wasn't just fat. I hated most of those fat wrestlers of the late 80s, early 90s. But hey, we got Brodus Clay to make up for it now. Wah, wah. Uh, like I said before, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And this is the B-Movie Breakdown. This week, our movie is the 1983 Nicole Kidman vehicle. Vehicle? Vehicle, <laughs> literally, because they're using a bike throughout the entire movie. And a bike uh, is a vehicle. It is a vehicle. Oh! Uh-huh. You tied it all together. I did do that. Now, this is Nicole Kidman before she was anybody. I can't believe after this performance, she became anybody. Because her performance is uh, less... It's I don't know. It's just, it's just awful. I think um, 
I think she would have faded away to nothing had not Tom Cruise come over and uh, sprinkle her with L. Ron Hubbard's magic <laughs> Basically. Xenu dust. <laughs> she got that Xenu dust in her crotch and then uh, oh, okay. became magical. <laughs> oh, magical, huh? Okay. I just, like, saved her from death and fading away. She's magical now, too. Well, you know, he went over there. She was just riding around on her BMX bike. Doing flips and tricks. Doing, and doing flips and shit. <laughs> yeah, she's doing flips and shit, and he discovered her. But before he discovered her, she was in the BMX Bandits. The BMX Bandits. The BMX Remix Bandits. So this movie, I feel like I've said this a lot, but this movie is... The longest chase scene ever. Yeah. This movie like, is like, and it just, this whole movie is just a chase scene. It's, it's, an, an, hour. it's an hour and a half, and like, the last 45 minutes is like when the chase shit starts up, and there there is like a little break, like two-thirds of the way through this last 45 minutes, but it still basically is just like a giant chase. And like, like they just, <laughs> they just didn't give a shit about giving it an ending and just like, chase, 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 oh, it's finally done, oh, we'll we'll throw in like an epilogue for these characters as an afterthought while we roll the credits. Yeah, because honestly this movie probably could have, it probably was like a 40 minute made for TV type of thing, and they added in all this chasing and BMX stunts and it ended up being an hour and a half and they're like, oh, we gotta put it out in theaters now. Which oh. is where it made one hundred twenty-four thousand um, dollars in oh. Australia. It was only released in Australia. This was an Australian film, and this is nineteen eighty-three money. So that's probably more than it sounds like right now. But still, a I don't know if it would necessarily be considered good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how much it cost to make the movie. So I don't know. Like when I looked at like clips of this on YouTube, though, it seemed like they had lots of Australian people chiming in, like, "Hell yeah!" My favorite childhood movie. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, Airborne is one of my favorite childhood movies, and that was a rollerblading movie of the 90s. <laughs> and this is a BMX movie of the 80s in Australia. So, who knows? Uh, what was I going to say about the uh, the amount of money? I can't remember. Well, the whole gist of this movie is some BMX experts. Uh, they're <laughs> the BM experts. The BM experts. <laughs> they find... And they're three deepening. They, <laughs> they come across a case of walkie-talkies and for some reason these walkie-talkies are so fucking important that that's the whole plot of the movie. Well, keep in mind this is 1983 and nobody had cell phones. and But cell phones weren't probably ever that important to anybody well, for what they were trying to do, they made it sound like this gang was going to have a lot more people involved and needed to be super coordinated to pull off this ridiculous heist plan. The thing is, okay, so if they needed to be super coordinated, these walkie-talkies interfere with everything, and you can hear everything on them. You can, everybody can hear you. So they, wouldn't it no, fuck no, everything no, up? No, the boss said he had one, and he showed it to him as an example. He said, the walkie-talkies you're getting will be able to do what mine does, but they need to be modified because, in the end, they were supposed to be able to, to communicate with each other over them but not have anybody else hear them but still hear everything the police were saying. Ah. So they hadn't been fixed to... to otherwise, they, that would have been a huge thing, and like everybody can hear us. We're is, fucked. Okay, these these bad guys, these robbers, they needed these walkie-talkies so bad to do this job. I really... F- they had a couple. 
They had a couple of them, okay? Yeah. So why couldn't they just use used those couple and still done the job? They ain't really... It didn't seem that complicated of a job. The guy... Yeah, I know. The guy explained what the job <laughs> was going to be with Hot Wheels. Well, I love I, I love the, the big bad in here who doesn't even have a real name in the credits. He's and Brian Marshall as the boss in sarcastic quotation marks, I believe, because when you see the way this guy acts, he's definitely not acting like a boss. But he, he comes in, and they're making it seem like he's supposed to be this big, bad, scary guy. He's explaining how... They already did one bank robbery, and now he's got like this big one that just came up, and he's they're gonna try to get like over a quarter million or something, and like okay, whatever. What? He's like, here's our heist plan, though. This armored car is gonna be rolling along. We're gonna get in front of it with this big giant moving truck thing, and just drop the gate and slam on the brakes, and the the, the fucking armored car will just roll up into it and slam, and we'll shut the so gate, it, and we'll have it. Like what the fuck? Exactly. And the guy goes, how are we gonna make this? work and he takes a hot like two little like toy cars one that's a truck and one that's like a jeep and he just rolls it into the other one that's how he explained the plan like yeah that's what i mean they don't really need these walkie talkies to do this plan well they didn't they robbed a bank and they didn't have these walkie talkies and they, the bank robbing, they crashed through the front of the bank and everything. I feel like they would have needed the walkie-talkies to hear the police chatter on that, too. If they were going to do this smart, which they probably aren't because you've seen how retarded they are, <laughs> these these armored cars generally run on very, like, you know, irregular, erratic routes at, you know, unpredictable times. So mm-hmm. you probably got to get some people to find it in the first place, watch it go, like, follow it, stay back, low-key, like, talk to the people in the truck, Get them to get over to where they need to be, get ahead of them, but not like obviously ahead of them until it's time to do their thing. Like, I think it would need some coordination. And, yeah, like, some. I don't know if they needed all those walkie talkies. No. It was worth chasing these kids around the entire movie for. But we wouldn't have BMX Bandits if it wasn't for that happening. Well, well before, we're kind of jumping ahead here. I like in the credits, two of the other actors' names is David Argue. Argue is in like yelling with someone and Angelo D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, that was the main one, the one main kid, PJ. Yeah, his uh, Angelo <laughs> D'Angelo. And how did Angelo D'Angelo not become a star? Nicole Kidman did <laughs> to this day, nobody knows. <laughs> but um, we were treated at the beginning to the two guys, PJ and Goose. The whole going beginning is a montage, it's, yeah. it's a montage just like a lot of the other parts of the movie is, but the whole movie is like basically. Gloves, check. Elbow pads, check. Helmet, check. Face mask, check. Why do they need face masks? They never wore them. They look so creepy. They did. They looked like Jason or something riding around on a BMX. I know you need safety equipment, but like... If you're really doing something that extreme, like, uh, and they're not, they're they're just like driving or riding down a trail alongside a beach. Yeah, they're riding really fast at some points. They're not really doing too many tricks. A wheelie here and there, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, nothing like you'd see on like I don't know ESPN or anything like yeah. that. It's like this opening montage and showing off their mad skills. <laughs> Or lack thereof, and at one point I was just like, "This is so long." And then, this and is, then it just goes on. The opening credits were like the longest. We get treated to the the wonderful cartoon sound effects that we oh get throughout the whole movie. When whenever these bikes do anything, whenever they ride past a camera, you get. Whenever they do even the slightest little jump or hop, 
Whenever they do anything at all that has any kind of motion to it. Like, making it seem like they're going so fast. They're breaking the sound barrier. But they're not even going that fast most of the time. They're just pedaling like you're doing a regular ride. Like, oh, whatever. Going to enjoy the day, but still. So in the mix of that whole, like, beginning montage, there's also a bank robbery that happens. Because then it goes right back into montage right after the bank robbery happens. These guys are getting ready, and they're putting on... um, I thought the one guy looked like Mr. Perfect at first. The blonde guy was chasing the whole time. I was like, is Mr. Perfect one of the bank robbers? The two two main bad guys here, I gleaned from the credits, are are named... the mustache and whitey. Mustache and whitey, because the had white hair, and the <laughs> other guy had a mustache. Well, he had his hair bleached, but I, I didn't get that. See, I, I would have gone with, like, Blondie or something. Yeah. But, like, why are they calling him whitey when the whole gang's white? <laughs> it's like like Family Guy from last week, where uh, infamous criminal Bobby the Shirt Briggs, known for wearing a shirt during all his crimes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whitey. <laughs> Everybody turns their head. <laughs> no, or like no, it'd be even better if it, like it was just him, like all the time, like yep, just me. And the one fat kid, um, I believe his credit was the creep. Yeah. Oh, what, what a weird character name. They couldn't even have called him Fat Kid or something? Yeah, no. Nope. Which made it more recognizable because that's what he was, and they even called him a Fat Kid multiple times. No, nope, yeah. The Creep. Something they never called him throughout the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> they never even referred to him as being a creep. Like, get away from here, you creep. Never. So, yeah, okay, when, the, when they robbed the bank, they... Basically, it was like I was just like pigs rob a bank. It was like a really shitty like point break, only without like anything good. Like they're all wearing pig masks except for one. He's wearing like a wolf mask. Like oh, big bad wolf. But like, shouldn't he be eating his own guy? Shouldn't there be three little pigs and not five little pigs? But like I, I like (laughs) when they put these masks on. They look like they're kind of halfway smiling. I was like, oh, looks like we're getting robbed by the goofy Gannon gang. (laughs) And it's literally the quickest bank robbery ever. It's literally record time for well, a bank I, robbery. I love when the first guy comes in, he's like, down on the floor, or I'll blast you. And then, like, the one woman, like, gets down on the floor, and they, like, cut to him staring down at her and goes, you're staring death in the face. <laughs> and, like, they're trying to get the tellers out from behind the counter so that they can get into the vault and all that. They're like, move! Get your fat ass out of here! And then, like, this woman comes by in a red dress. And, I like red. <laughs> get the hell out of here! <laughs> And then, okay, so they, when they're getting away, that's when they like um, kind of run into the kids for the first time. These kids are flying on their bikes, like going so fast. They hit a ramp. This is the first time we hear the sound effects, too. No, no, it was in the opening montage. Was but it? Here they, yeah, but they just keep them going. They, they jump this ramp that's on the back of a... Uh, truck for whatever reason this guy's putting a mannequin in and they <laughs> hit the ramp with the with their sound effects grab the mannequin at the same time the one kid throws the mannequin into a priest's hand and it, it ends up with like its legs wrapped around his head and his face like right up under non-existent cooch and then they you know I was like oh haha whatever like I'm surprised they put this in a kids movie <laughs> then they cut back to the kids real quick then they cut back to him he's just so happy to have like this fake mannequin and this woman walks face. by and is like Ooh. 
And then there's that there's that really weird part where that hot girl that walks by and bends over and you can see her cleavage and that guy stares into her boobs. Yeah. And I don't even know and why that could, happened. You could see like, you know, a good ass cheek hanging out of her almost non existent shorts too. I'm like, wow. Kids yeah. movies were a little better <laughs> in the eighties. Yeah, and they have the like the boob shot where she's you're basically getting like mm-hmm. full on boob almost and she's hanging they're hanging out and the guy stares at him and I don't even know what purpose it played. Because <laughs> I thought maybe that was going to be like a character, that girl or something. She was part of the yeah. robbery heist or something. Nope, but we're just going to see this guy stare at some boobs for a second for whatever reason. Because this is the 80s. <laughs> and, uh... So oh, well, while they're doing this, I noticed they uh, they rode past one of the many oddly named stores in this movie. This is one of the few that I really latched onto, though. They rode past the Manly Bargain Center. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, what was the store that Nicole Kidman worked at in this movie? Oh shit! It was, it was like some, a grocery store or something. Yeah, it, I didn't catch the name of it, but yeah. it wasn't anything like weird. Well, we see this fat kid who's called the Creep, and he's walking out of a candy store for whatever reason they're cutting to this now like I don't really know why we just saw this bank robbery happen you don't know okay whatever there's a bank robbery that just happened now we're cutting to this fat kid who's to like uh, harassing Nicole Kidman in the parking lot like oh you don't have a bike oh you can't afford a bike uh, and she's like I can't wish for everything and he's like well I can <laughs> and then he, he starts fucking with the carts that she pushes the carts yeah. that she's supposed to be taking back in the carts go out the kids the two kids on the bikes uh, PJ and Goose hit them and then she gets fired because the fat kid pushed the carts and the guy watched the fat kid push the carts yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was standing there. The guy with the really short shorts. He was standing there. And, like... Who's their boss in these insanely short, short, like, tennis shorts? Yeah. For it, whatever reason. That was the 80s, though. <laughs> yep. Managers at a grocery store just walking around in tennis shorts. Short shorts, but he makes up for it by having almost <laughs> knee-high socks. Like, and like man He stockings. had, like, his, like, tennis shorts on, and he had a button-up shirt with a tie on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was... He was almost dressed the part all the way until you got to his shorts. It's like, okay, what happened here, pal? Um, <laughs> Business up front, harder down here. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, the fat kid who comes into play multiple times in the movie, he was wearing a visor that said solar... Solar Sport Radio Visor. <laughs> it had a big like radio thing on the top of it. I really don't know how it worked. <laughs> for, for whatever reason. It looked like it had speakers on the side of the thing. But it was just her average sun visor. And it had a radio attached to it. But with no headphones or anything. Just like a box <laughs> in the front. I was like, that must have been a thing in Australia. These Solar Sport Radio Visors. I sure didn't get one. So, yeah, so she gets she gets fired from her job because this fat kid pushes the um, carts. And when those kids run into it with their bikes, like, how fast do down, they... But, like, one of them goes, like, flying over. Okay, like he goes flying. I understand that they're going pretty fast. So the flying over, whatever. The amount of damage that happens to their bikes because they ran into these carts is as if they got hit 
by a car going 65 miles an hour. Yeah. It's That's ridiculous. the extent of this damage. That Unless these bikes are just that cheaply made. <laughs> like, well, sneeze on them and they fall apart. Yeah, I was just like, I can't believe it. Like, the one kid's tire's all ripped up, and the like handlebars are all bent on the other one, and like they fell off and all this stuff like that. I was like, And geez. I like how her boss basically just tells him to fuck off, die, and get out of there, even though they could potentially have, like, a lawsuit because of that, you know? Yeah. Just like, whatever, fuck you, your kids. Well, she's like, she's like, uh, he's like, I don't want your friends being around here. And she's like, I've never even seen these guys before in my life. Yeah. And then he go. the kids are like, yeah, we don't know her. And the fat kid just, like, runs away. And he's like, well, she's talking to her friends out here, you know, causing trouble. Get in my office and sign your papers. You're out of here. Like, and then <laughs> that's like some uh, Julasco bullshit right there. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. But um, so, uh, I don't know. I guess I guess she could have been lying, and they could have known each other beforehand. But I don't think they were supposed to. Which just makes everything that happens afterwards like, hey, I just met you, and you fucked me up and wrecked my bike and almost killed me. And with you got these me fired from my job. And uh, but like, yeah, let's just be friends and hang out all the time now, all the time. It's yeah. Like, hey, we need to get new bikes. Like, oh, I got an idea. Yeah, well, why don't you come along with us and we'll share our money with you? It's almost like last week with Nightmare on Elm Street too. Like Jesse just moves to town and he has like instant girlfriend and instant everything. Like things like in this movie just happen. Instant friends. Like oh, like Jesse and uh, Grady in last week. Enemies. Now we're instantly friends. Yeah. This, this is, like this week's almost the same. Like we don't know each other. Come on in my boat and we take a ride. Yeah. Like that was literally like almost almost the next scene. Yeah. It was just like oh okay I guess this is their friends now it doesn't make much sense okay so the all these kids in this took place in sydney right it was supposed to take place in sydney actually uh, it said that on the wiki page but when i looked at the credits it was saying uh manly south new south wales which like i saw manly throughout this a few times and just giggled but i wanted to save this for the end but oh well you you blew it and made me talk about it now but if the town was named manly i guess that makes sense but let's pretend it wasn't and it was in sydney so we can laugh at all the things that are named manly this and manly that <laughs> i just thought like this this whole town was just like obsessed with being masculine <laughs> cuz at the end too you see the, the new manly bmx track and then you get nothing but nicole kidman riding because yeah. what's more manly than a chick tearing up your, your manly BMX And winning chick? first place. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, okay, uh, one, I don't really understand how these kids don't know each other if they just live in this town that is probably, you know, they probably all went to the same schools or whatever. They don't mention that she's new to town. They don't mention... They look big enough that they could be... Yeah, there. possibly. I'm not sure. One thing I want to know about these kids, though... Where are any of their parents? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Parents are non-existent in this movie. Because at one point towards the end, the boss goes, this is what parents let their kids watch nowadays? And I thought to myself, well, it seems like this town's kind of overrun by children, so <laughs> there are too many parents left. It's like the children of the corn over here. Yeah. <laughs> like the children have their district, and like nobody goes in there. They'll just take their heads off if they come out of it with their bikes. Oh, do you hear the, do you hear the baseball cards flapping in the spokes? Run, run, run! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. So, well, before we mentioned, the, I mentioned the boat thing. In between there, there's a small scene where that's where he's explaining the next robbery plan. But the amount of money they stole was $101,586. <laughs> <laughs> I guess 
I guess in Australia then, I don't know the amount of money compared or whatever, but... Well, it's still good for a bank oh, yeah. robbery, for, but... For a bank robbery, yeah. I guess that's, that's an alright amount but, of money. I mean, like, for... for a larger gang, probably not so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, we're going to split that up about seven different ways, maybe more. So uh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, yeah, and then he's like, he's like, these walkie-talkies are from America. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm like, how do you know America was the biggest manufacturer of walkie-talkies? Made by the same guy that made Dick Tracy's radio watch. <laughs> yeah, so then they go to that boat, which I have no I, I'm thinking where did they get this boat and she asks them where did this come from well what I thought was kind of nice was they fucked with her for a little while yeah. and like oh we just found it you know at the end of the rope and just like well I don't want to I don't want to get in this thing if it's borrowed but she meant like borrowed sarcastically it still yeah. sounded weird though I don't want to get in this thing if it's borrowed yeah, she you really fuckers did. better own <laughs> she like didn't say too sarcastically I got what she meant like stealing but she kind of just said it and I was like oh she doesn't maybe like that's just an Australian thing I don't know but yeah yeah they say borrowed and, so and they, they finally just those oh. guys just borrowed money from the bank <laughs> those bastards <laughs> get back here you have to bring that money back <laughs> yeah so now they just take off on the boat with Nicole Kidman. She just, like, she just met these guys. She gets on a boat with two dudes who are, like, fucking with her. And then instantly I was just like... She wants to get banned. I was like, she three, wants to get double stuffed. I was like, stuffed. three way on the dinghy. That's the way it should have ended, and then, honestly. And then later on there's more implications to, as if there's going to be a three way. Because... The one guy kisses her at one point, and she likes the other guy, but then she's like kind of getting close to the one guy, and the other guy come in, comes in, and she goes, well, you know, two's, two's a crowd, yeah. three's, I can't remember, she doesn't say three's, like, or, I don't know. Yeah, I meant she, to write that quote down, and I forgot. And then to, she, she hugs them both, and I was like, that's when I wrote it down again, three-way is definitely happening now. <laughs> yeah, it was something like three or, or two's. Two's company, but three gets talked about or something like yeah. that. Like <laughs> it was something. It was a really weird expression that I'd never heard before. Yeah, but obviously Australian, so we're not gonna, uh, you know. I don't know. Things. She could have just made that up for like the the sexual implications, which would be awesome. Just so, like, yeah. So the robbers, when they pick up their walkie talkies and their badass boat, uh, okay. What? Okay, the walkie-talkies, well, they're in the case. Because when I wrote this down, I didn't realize they were in a case. I thought they were just wrapped up in a paper-like package or something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now they're wet. They're useless. Well, it's this <laughs> awesome American waterproof paper. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Those kids just find them. And what do they What do they think to do with them when they find them? Oh, well, we're going to They find this them. mysterious box on this thing that she's saying, I don't think you should try to claim this as salvage because I think somebody probably just stepped away and they're coming right the back. Is, what were they doing on the boat? He mentioned something looking for like like some sort of, they were looking for clams or something, or like they were, some sort of seafood. He goes, seafood, um, when they catch all the seafood, they serve at the restaurant around here or something. I think they were trying to use that as something to like fish off of somehow, and they just didn't get around to it. Because they went like, to that one pole, and yeah. they, he grabbed a clam or oyster or something, and he's like, oh, these aren't any good. Let's go to the next one. And I was kind of confused as to what they were doing. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not exactly sure because I mean we've never lived near the ocean, but I, I just assume they're doing something to try to catch something sea related. But yeah, 
But then they find this thing, like, oh, this shady package that she's already warning you about, like, yeah, no, let's take it and find out what it is and do God knows what with it. If it's Coke, we'll sniff it all today. Well, basically, well, no matter what it was, explode. they wanted to sell it. Cause it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, Coke, let's I, sell it. I, re- I really wish that would have happened. <laughs> like, the alternate universe where they didn't have walkie-talkies, but, like, Coke, okay. Illegal handguns, sure, why not? <laughs> let's sell these to all our friends. <laughs> Faulty diaphragms, <laughs> condoms past their expiration date. Let's just file those off. Here you go, mate. <laughs> Show that Sheila a good time, eh? <laughs> so then they they don't they attempt to give the walkie-talkies back at some point when they're on the boats. They drive by like the the bay, the robbers. And they're like, here, we have this. Don't they say that at some point? I could have sworn when they were in the boat still, the robbers go by when they think that they've stolen it. I thought they go, is this your package or something like that? No, they... So uh, I thought they were trying to give it back at some point, and the robbers like, just instantly thought that they were trying to steal it from them. Oh, something... Something happened. I think they were, like, leaving just as they were coming in, and, like, they they yelled something to the kids, and, like, one of them flipped the the goons off or something, and that was before they realized that the, the walkie-talkies were gone, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Well, then they go and hide from the robbers in this, like... Well, she puts it together right away. Um, Judy, Nicole Kidman, she's like, you know, oh, that was probably their thing, and they're just like, oh, well, fuck it now. We'll just... <laughs> it's pretty obvious we just stole from these guys, but, oh, well... Yeah, they mentioned it multiple times, like, this is stolen merchandise. And then they're like, oh, okay, who cares? Let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's just take it back to this shack or whatever on the docks and open this up and find out what these are. And, oh, they're walkie-talkies. Mm, let's test them. And so, like, they've got these ridiculous, like, six-foot antennas they have to pull up from these things. Like, they really look like they'd they'd be, like, a, a fucking gag gift or something. Like, here, talk into this. They're, like, something like they used to do on that old Comedy Central show Trigger Happy TV where like people would either be in like animal costumes and doing weird things in public or have like ridiculously oversized props like this guy had this like um like this three foot cell phone that he was like holding up to his ear with an even bigger antenna off of it and he's like just screaming into the thing speak up I can't hear you <laughs> yeah they had like cause he, she even pokes the one guy in the eye or <laughs> one of the kids pokes the guy in the eye with the antenna at one point that's how like long it is because they're pretty far away from them. Uh, so then they go to hide from the guys in a graveyard, haunted mansion like place. Wait, wait, wait. No, you're, you're jumping a little bit ahead here. They find out what these things are, find out how well they work, what a good range they have on them, and they just instantly decide, like, oh, we gotta turn into dealers and, like, sell these. So, like, this girl that they barely know, they're just like, alright, we'll all split them up, we'll all go try to hock these on the street. Yeah, I thought that was really weird that that was the decision. Like, even, I'm assuming they're probably, like, 15 or 16, though they're riding bikes, so maybe they're not 16 yet or able to drive. Uh... Probably not. I'm not sure how old they were supposed to be. I'm assuming, like, early teens, like, mid-teens, maybe. Yeah, probably, like, just before they'd be able to drive. Yeah, so... I don't know, even know if I would think when I was that age, like, oh, let's try to sell these walkie-talkies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think that'd be my first instinct. It was a really weird decision. Uh... What were you going to say after that, the, when they decided to sell Oh, well, they, they cut back to uh, the bad guys, or they have to go back to the boss and tell them their merchandise got stolen. 
And at this point, they they haven't let on what a, a pussy their boss is yet. So I'm I'm still taking him as kind of threatening. He's just like, "Well, find him, or I'll find you." And then he gets in his uh, his car, and his driver drives away. And one of the two stupid goons just goes, "Bye." Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> So finally then, like, this is just, like, dumb luck. After selling a bunch of these walkie-talkies, they're back together, walking down the street, talking about what to do, and, oh, we really should give them back, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, we really should give them back after we've still sold about And they're just like, them. oh, whatever, and Lagoons just happen to drive by and see them, and like, oh, here we go, here's the chase now. <laughs> So it, and they have to go into this giant cemetery with all these giant tombstones that actually looked really cool. Yeah, it did look really cool, but I really don't understand why they were there. Because <laughs> why not, Corey? <laughs> yeah, I guess. When you're going to have a chase movie with, like, no budget for any kind of special effects, it's, well, just got to make the city our story here. <laughs> yeah, and Nicole Kidman's, like, trapped inside of uh, a grave for almost the entire scene. Well, like, they, they know these guys are coming after them, and the, the two goons are like, they're going to put their pig masks back on from the bank where I'd be like, no, I'm not going into a cemetery dressed as a pig. So they just happen to have these demon masks yeah. instead and they put those on and they start chasing the kids and then they're like, you know what we gotta do? We gotta split up. It'll be harder for them to catch us this way. No, it'll be easier for them to kill you this yeah. way. Yeah, so, okay, these bad guys, one, I didn't really understand why this scene happened at all in the first place because it was really really out of place for the entire movie. It's really like a horror like, a scene of like a cheesy horror movie and I really don't understand why it happened because it was so unnecessary and didn't fit the tone of the movie whatsoever like okay we're just gonna have this really scary scene happen I don't know why but it's gonna happen and then why didn't these guys these bad guys throughout the entire movie not even just a scene why don't they just bring a fucking gun and shoot these kids you know, the, the laughable part is they do have guns at least later I don't know if they do during the they did during the bank chase. robbery though yeah so they had guns yeah, but like maybe not on them. Why didn't they just bring guns <laughs> and then when the kids didn't cooperate, just shoot them and get their walkie talkies back? Well, It'd be worst so part simple. Is they just they just fall into like this very obvious like you know oh we don't have a budget for stunt people either so I'll pop up and act like I'm gonna do something to you but stay still just long enough for you to do something to me and fuck me over and then I'll act like I'm way more hurt than I am just allowing you enough time to start to get away. And couldn't they have just gotten new walkie? Talkies. <laughs> well, they said that uh, that everybody had these walkie-talkies. Cops, construction workers, they seemed readily available. Yeah. Multiple people had these walkie-talkies, and these kids weren't selling them to the police. <laughs> to construction workers, they had them prior, so they seemed pretty readily available. Like they really didn't need to yeah. sneak. These guys really didn't need to sneak and get these off a boat somewhere. Yeah, I know that you mentioned the cops had them. You'd think it'd just be easier to bribe a cop and get some from them. And then if if this is a thing that you know, oh, private citizens aren't allowed to have these. These are for official use. Why the hell did those construction guys have <laughs> But... Uh, so yeah, why couldn't, why couldn't they just go get new walkie-talkies? Why go to all the trouble to chase these kids around? Because it's way more entertaining to do something completely unnecessary <laughs> that we're just going to fail at, or choose to fail at, really. Because these assholes did choose to fail. There's no way you could fuck up this badly unless you want to. So that's when it's, uh, in this scene, is when it's revealed as to that uh, Judy, Nicole Kidman's character, likes... 
PJ and not Goose because Goose tries to. Uh, well, they both get, end get up with in a, a freshly dug grave and <laughs> can't quite get out, and he tries to. Uh, and at one point, the one guy was standing on the tombstone. Oh, uh, the one oh, he was standing white ear mustache. He was like standing on top of a giant tombstone. Yeah, like point. it was literally like a cartoon. Like he walks up to this thing, and I, I guess you'd think that would be the last place anybody would want to hide. And she just happened to fall in there. She didn't want to be in there, but you'd think after looking around, you'd stop and look down too. But yeah, he, he just stands there and like purposely stands over the thing and just looks like almost tilts his head up just to make sure he'll not see them down there. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, and I'm like. Runs away in disgust like a wild animal or something. Yeah. And then, like, she she almost screams because, oh, no, there's a mouse in the hole with her. And she drops her purse. And then she's, like, got her hand over her mouth and, like, trying to, like, tug the purse away from the mouse. Like, like she's having to fight it for a yeah. purse or something. Okay. And then one thing, this is when it starts to happen. And it happens multiple times in the movie. Why are these walkie-talkies always on <laughs> As to where everybody can hear everything that's going on, walkie-talkies typically have always have always worked where you press the button and then you talk and then you let go and you hear the other person. Now nah, it's just a phone that's uh, off the hook and you can just talk back and forth and everything just works that way. It just seems to be the walkie-talkies are always on because in this part where they're talking, the cops are listening in uh-huh. and, and like they're getting off on like her describing like the the relationship drama and all yeah. this. And the one girl's like, the one cop's like, this is BMX talk. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> BMX talk. I go. I was like, this must have been a thing. I guess. Well, she said like PJ Goose. Oh, it's BMX. Like I don't know. Like maybe those weren't their mongoose. names. Mongoose. Like, uh, the one kid wrote a mongoose, so maybe that's why his name was. Yeah. Well, her name was Judy. I don't think. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, BMX brand name Judy. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I guess it's like a thing. I really don't know. Oh, and then they jump over that fence. Oh wait. Well, first of all, the um, before uh, Judy ends up having a running with one of the guys. So what does he do? But like stand there just long enough for her to push him into one of the giant tombstones and then make a stupid cartoony sound effect when he has to peel his mask off of the off of the face of the thing. And then PJ inadvertently like completely misses the guy sneaking up behind him and ends up stabbing him in the eye with this giant antenna. Yeah. And then they try to make their getaway. But when, they they, make, when they make the getaway, how is PJ already outside the gates? And <laughs> then they hole. had to cl- climb over. Hole, Corey. Yeah. They had to climb over, but PJ was already on the other side of the gates. <laughs> and then there's some homeless guy, some Just wino, standing there watching it all. Just some wino drinking. Completely unreactive. He like he doesn't even say a word. It's like no, no. If you speak, we gotta pay, and you're not an expert. But then he anymore. sees the goblins climb over the fence, and he instantly decides to give up drinking. He just pours his booze out, and then like somehow they let the the air out of the goons' car tires, or on the one side anyway. But like from my experience, you'd have to have something to let it out. You can't just take the tire caps. No, off. But you somehow can't. they managed to do it anyway. <laughs> Maybe they use their antennas <laughs> to stand it in there. <laughs> <laughs> so like the goons try to get in their car and realize they got two flat tires so they just get out and give up like you're not going to try to chase them on foot no fuck it we're done 
So then we go to the next morning. Like, they don't even seem, like, too shaken by what happened. Like, well, let's just take our ill-gotten money and go out and buy ourselves some new BMX bikes. Yeah, and now and she's got, do. like, a BMX bandit shirt on. She's part of the All three of them are wearing BMX bandit shirts. And the thing, like, they never said they were part of a team before. So I just thought to myself, like, wow, this movie's so low budget. They're making their own actors promote their own movie in the movie. <laughs> thinking this is going to work somehow. Or overnight they decided in their clubhouse, that we didn't see this scene. They had a sleepover all together while they're having the three-way. <laughs> a sleepover and, <laughs> while they're all connected. And when when, when uh, Judy was about to come, she just yelled out, BMX Bandits! <laughs> they're like, that's the group name! So that's their like relationship. You know, like, you know, um, all the celebrity Brad Brangelina, whatever. <laughs> BMX Bandits. That's the Australian way to do things. Um, so yeah, when they get their bikes... She is amazing at BMX. Yeah, despite never having had one until now. She's absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. I was seriously just, like, amazed. And then, like, they, they go to this whatever little... Oh, for, this for supposedly not having a BMX park, they had some place that seemed like it was kind of like... Well, maybe not, but like... And they have that, we, that mo- another montage scene yeah, and, with that song. It's like about boys. Yes, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's about her, but the song's all about... Or like they're showing her doing all this writing. The song's all about boys, and like it, one of the one of the verses is like, everywhere I look, be, er, wait, everywhere I look behind curtains, everywhere I look, I'm certain every little nook they're waiting boys. <laughs> I see boys. And and this song. And then, and then you get to another one that goes, I never listened to my mother when she was telling me to hide away. I never noticed my body changing. I still dance in the same old way with those boys. I see boys. Like, how fucking like, weird and sexual can you get? And this song goes on for a good, like, three or four minutes while this montage is happening. <laughs> and I don't know wrote down why is this happening because I don't understand they're working on the bikes they're she's showing off her skills and they show the robbers driving around occasionally yeah. during yeah. this time <laughs> and, and this is when I was like the three ways definitely happening for sure and then the fat kid comes back he rides up, and when they're working on their bikes, and he wants uh, some more walkie-talkies to be sold to him, it's like now they're really. I think walkie-talkies was just a was just like maybe there was coke inside those walkie-talkies. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is just her way of. Uh, it's like it's like in South some Park more of that stuff. when they when they had uh, the re-release of ET, or they replaced all yeah. the guns with walkie-talkies. Yeah. Like we wanted to make this movie about teen drug use, but they wouldn't let us, so we just used walkie-talkies. So they tell Judy that she needs to meet up with the people to sell more of them, which is super shady because it's in oh, this, good. like, boat warehouse. Yeah, it was, like, where they... I think it was where they first went when they opened yeah. the case and they just left it there and they told her, oh, we'll go get some more and bring them back to us and then we'll we'll make the deal. Yeah. But she goes back so, there so and she ends up getting caught there by do, the goons. Especially let her go by herself to this shady place. The goons come in, act like they're police, but then they intend... What they made it seem like before they walk in is that they intend to kill her yeah. over some damn walkie-talkies. <laughs> exactly. 
Which, which I guess I said before, like, why didn't they just shoot them? Because, I mean, I just felt that way once they, once they got so far where they're chasing them for who knows how long. At this point, just fucking kill the kids already and get your damn walkie-talkies back. Well, what I liked is she she leaves her walkie-talkie on but hidden behind a, a post and something happens. I forget what it was, but, like, they're, she's fighting with them and, like, shouting things and, like... The, this construction crew's outside doing something and they're picking up what she's saying and they're just like, okay. So they end up dropping like this giant piece of iron on somebody's car and destroying it because yeah. they tell them, oh, let it go now. Well, and they, then like, because the they ended up like inter- pulling down an entire wall of like this house. Well, the walkie-talkies interfere with everything and walkie-talkies typically are on different channels. <laughs> so I didn't really understand like couldn't they just switch it to a different channel all these idiots that are destroying buildings and shit and then I'm like why did ev- why does everybody have this exact brand of walkie talkie that's when I noticed it I was just like everybody like I noticed the cops had it before whatever cops have walkie talkies and whatever you know makes, it makes sense a little bit okay now everybody seems to have this exact brand this exact model number and everything of walkie talkie because they all communicate with each other so yeah then there's just there's just montage after montage in this movie and sweet sound effect after sweet sound effect really like well I like that she she manages to finally make her escape from these goons but then they start chasing her and this is like the start of the big chase. Oh, this is this but is really like the she, start of the big chasing. First she gets to the end of the pier and jumps in this tiny little rowboat when they're like you know like twenty feet away from her and she starts to push out like ha I'm starting to row out you can't get me like you can't tell me they can't just jump in the water and get in your boat. But and so the whole and she didn't even bother to untie her thing. She's just like, ha! And they're just about to turn away like, oh, fuck it. Let's give up again. But then they see the thing's tied and she like stops moving like, oh, ha-ha. <laughs> so then they go to pull her in. It was like a sketch but or like, something from like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You know? Oh, But then away. the other guys managed to hear through her walkie-talkie what was happening finally and come riding to the rescue. One of them with like a, well, they, a giant pole with a hook on the end, the other one with a fire Well, before that, they, run, they come across the fat kid again who's eating ice cream. Oh yeah, they made sure to steal his ice cream, take one lick and throw it on the ground. Like, and he slips Fuck you, on, fatty. He slips on the ice yeah. cream. And uh, so yeah, he slips on the ice cream, and then then he go, starts he starts going after them. He ends up falling down and has this look on his face like I'm gonna get my revenge one day for this oh, fucking ice cream bullshit. <laughs> well, that's for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Which later on he ends up teaming up with them and completely he's forgotten about the ice cream, or so you think. Maybe it's like one of those things from American Dad where it's like a. Uh, uh, early bird gets the worm, and Roger's <laughs> like, "Yes." You snooze, you lose, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things. Like, oh, it's gonna happen over time here, I guess. So yeah, she runs to the boat, and I don't even understand it. So when she runs to the boat, and then she—I don't even know why she got on the boat for, in the first place because it didn't have a motor on it. Or yeah, anything. exactly. They could have caught up to it. So the kids are the two guys, uh, PJ and Goose, are going at her. Uh, the two bad guys with the spear thing or whatever and then they're like they're not stopping Like, why are they doing like, shitty kung fu poses? Like, why are they... Rather than trying to get out of the way, like, nope, we gotta just stand right here and not even let them hit us with their thing yeah. and throw ourselves into the water. That's what I was like, what the fuck? Why are they doing karate? And then, like, when they're in the water, they're just like, oh yeah, spray them with the fire extinguisher and grab these wooden boxes that are so breakaway, we just, like, tap them with them and they shatter. <laughs> so, and then the chase... And they're acting like they can't even stand it. Like, they just... They're right off the pier. It's like, it's not hard at all. They could have 
easily just reached up and pulled themselves up at the egg, like, oh, we're in water, we don't know what to do. Yeah, so, I, and then the whole chase scene, like, you know, just keeps going and going and going. They end up in a water park at some point. Well, the, I like that they get on their bikes and the bad guys manage to get in their car and start chasing them. And the first place these guys go is the water park. Yeah. That's, you'd think that would be like more of a, a climax of this chase. like, But no, like that's the first place we go. Yeah, and for whatever reason they felt and like... And like if it's a water park, how the hell did they get past like the gate guy? Yeah, <laughs> with their bikes. Yeah, just like, oh, excuse us, we just gotta, you know, come through here and, and fuck And typically up your at water parks, when you have to go to the top of a slide, you have to walk up a lot of stairs. Yeah, and we, <laughs> we're just here. We're just here. <laughs> we're gonna cut everybody in line and go down the water slides with our bikes. And it's not, I thought they were Without gonna. having to go up I any thought they stairs. were gonna. Because the, the tube was gonna be big enough so that they could, like. Ride down it, you know, but instead they just get off their bikes and set them next to them and slide down the slides. Yeah, um, I thought it would have been a lot cooler if they would have rode through the tube on their bike. Uh, yeah, but I don't think anybody would make tubes that big. Yeah, a lot of times there's those like big giant tubes, yeah. you know, and shit. So, like, I don't know, I just thought that was kind of weird. Like, oh, why are they even doing this? I just don't understand why is this a scene in the movie because water parks were a thing and like becoming a thing now. So, let's show a water park. Australia has water parks too, you know. Like, I, I really don't understand. No, it just, I don't know, it just. Seemed as completely unnecessary as everything else in this movie. Yeah, so, like, the next, like, 45 minutes or whatever is just one giant chase scene through the town of Manly or Sydney and, like, the whole, or whatever the fuck it is. It's so frustrating because they have a car and they could easily just mow these kids yeah, down. Yeah, they can They're hit like, them. Don't kill them. We need to find out where the walkie-talkies are. Okay, but you could still hit them yeah. hard enough to knock them off their bikes, but you're not just going to kill them. But yeah. They don't even try. They're like, oh, we can't keep up with these kids. They got bikes. We've got a fucking 67 Chevy Impala, the car from Supernatural, <laughs> the car from hell can't catch three kids on bikes. Are you shitting me? Yeah. And, oh, God. And then they go through the marina, they go through the downtown, they go through water park, parks, the mall, uh, I don't know, everywhere else. I don't even understand why the bad, yeah, why the bad guys just didn't destroy their bikes, you know, by running into them or something. Could have easily got into them. Then at one point, they knock pizza off this guy's tray. It falls from a se second story to a first story, and this guy just walks by and is like, ooh, pizza! <laughs> and grabs it, and eats it off the ground, essentially. And, like, when they're going through this outdoor mall, you just get, like, the shittiest, most contrived, like, you know, oh, here's a guy carrying stuff. Oh, Whoa, oh no, these guys came past me and I gotta spin around. Now oh, the other guys and then they gotta, and I gotta spin They gotta park support. in this parking spot, and oh wait, and there's like, this guy setting up a table here. Yeah. And oh wait, we gotta pull back out. Why do they even park in the first place? Or or when they're up there, like they see a guy up on a ladder, like fixing a, a light or changing a light bulb or something. So the kids purposely go and squeeze themselves, like single file, underneath the ladder. Why, when they had all this room <laughs> to go around them? And then the two goons decide, like, oh, they went under there. We have to too, but let's do it together and get caught underneath it and have more wacky hijinks. Yeah, they, they haven't. They they destroyed so much stuff in this mall. They destroy this lady's bookstand, and then the goons go through and run through the bookstand too. At one point, they go down the escalators and they zoom in on this little kid, and I have no clue what the fuck he says because oh, he says in, he, in like retarded little kid speak like BMX, wow, which I feel is just like the whole message, <laughs> like the whole reaction they expected the audience. 
to have to this. Like, like they said on South Park, like, whatever, fuck you, you still pay to see it. Yeah. Like, this is our audience. This is what we expect from people. BMX, wow, take my money. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even understand. Okay, the kids get away multiple times. Clearly a good, they got a good distance between the bad guys and them. Somehow the bad guys know where to find them yeah. every time. After they lose sight of them completely, they're just like, oh, we know where they are. They end up in, like, this giant, like... Like, kind of open, like, abandoned warehouse, warehouse yeah. thing, and they're just like, oh, well, we lost them now for sure, and then they, the car just comes crashing through one of the walls. They're just like, oh, shit. And they're just... And it's pretty proceed- spacious inside, and they try to chase them around in there, but they keep, like, going in circles, and, like, they... Oh, <laughs> we, we just can't hit them. They keep turning too much. And maybe they'll throw you a little at first, but all you really have to do is get going, get some more speed built up. Yeah, turn I mean, around, plow into him, but they, they don't. And then we cut to one of the goons in the car, and he's just sitting there like this, like, "How we haven't hit them by now is a wonder to me." No shit. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. Okay, and the one guy's like sticking out of the car half the time. He could have been shooting a gun at them or something. Yeah, <laughs> we just we just don't care. Like, they care so much about these walkie-talkies, but at the same time, they really don't care that much. It's like, you gotta care, either, you either gotta care, or you don't care. You can't be both. So, they, um, the, the, this is just the longest car chase ever. The steering that the bad guys are doing is absolutely insane. The guy in the passenger seat grabs the steering wheel multiple times and jerks it insanely. Yeah. At this point, they would have probably crashed into so many things and died already. Because the what you see on the inside is it's just absolutely crazy. So, oh, um, when they're in the the yard thing, this it's like like a semi construction thing outside this warehouse that they're at. I noticed there was a there are like those big speed bumps, you know. And usually it'd say just around here signs like bump or caution speed bump ahead. This sign says caution humps. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and there's then, also, uh, we had dealt with product placement before, back in episode four with Mac and me. This one is a giant commercial for BMX bikes and Castrol GTX motor oil. There's these there's giant just, drums of it. All over the place. Like, the full, like, full done up, like, you know, oh my god, giant logo on here. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. And then when the bad guys get stopped when their car is, like, destroyed at some point, the one guy gets out and he grabs, mustache gets out, grabs Whitey, and just starts shaking him. Up and down profusely. Like well, this goes on for at least a good minute. And it's a well, real part of the time scene. part of the time Whitey was driving and he mentioned, like, you don't even have your license, why are you driving? Why are you letting him? <laughs> yeah, don't even understand. I d- but it's not like you're doing any better anyway, so who cares? So at this point, so the kids the, the, they, the, they finally go back to the police. Yeah, you haven't heard they finally from have him. the good sense to like. Well, we should turn well, these no, things in. The police haven't been around in forever, so this this scene happens. Okay, the kids get away. They show the police saying, "Oh, we need to find these kids." The police somehow know to go to this fat kid. They know exactly where he's at. They go to him and they ask him where the other kids are. The next scene. Okay, mind you, the cops were the cops were just out of the park talking to the fat kid. The next scene is the three kids in the police station with the cops who were in the park. Was there a scene that happened in between there? I they assume just they see? just came in and turned themselves in. See, I thought just... the same thing, but but the cops who were in the park were 
there. Like either they got either this is later on in the day, or See, they got there in the flash. You're giving of an eye. these filmmakers too much credit, Corey. There must have been a missing scene. No, it's whatever. Fuck you. No, no, no. The I'm not saying there was a missing scene. I'm saying they just didn't film something. Like there's supposed to be something there, but they're like, fuck it. People won't care. Yeah. Like people don't understand what we get, what we want to do. But like, I love that. Like these cops are so pissed about what they're doing. Hey, what you're doing is illegal. You need to turn these things in right now. So they. Get to like the the chief or whatever he is, and, he, and he's just like he's just like the most like well boys will be boys like well this yeah. is naughty kids like, are you sorry yeah okay well don't worry about Harry it Harry Simpsons esque boys oh. will be boys yeah. oh I mean except you got to pay for all the ridiculous amounts of damage that you cause that you'll probably never be able to do in your life and they're like oh and then he's like oh well by the way though there's a huge reward for these bad guys so if you catch them you could erase your debts like oh that's awesome well we got an idea for how we could help you no <laughs> here's the idea to go. Put yourselves in danger and catch these bad guys, but don't do it now. Even yeah. though I know you're gonna. The main police officer, he was basically wagering their uh, time in jail on promises. It's like, God, if I got arrested, I want to go to this guy. Do you promise you're not going to do it anymore? <laughs> we promise. Oh, okay. I promise I won't kill my family again. <laughs> 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 so the kids are just like, oh, out of my office now, out, out. And it's like, well, you know what we got to do. So rather than taking these things to evidence or what, whatever, like they should, they just leave them out and the kids just casually grab their walkie-talkies again. Like, but they have right. the box and they have the empty box. Yeah, but they still had their walkie-talkies. Oh, they had their, though. yes, they had their three walkie-talkies. And then all of a sudden... This is where we find out that the town is overrun yeah, by kids. They know, they know every last BMX kid in town, apparently. Yeah, they didn't even know Nicole Kidman at one point. But, like, they get all these kids gathered together, and if they need this money, which they probably need all of it, if not more, to pay off all the damage that they've caused, either <laughs> inadvertently or what, they're just like, okay, let's get all these kids in it. All right, all right, guys, we're all going to get this money. Yeah, like, what the fuck? You really want to split it with all these kids? They're like, all right, you got your weapons? Yeah, they each have, like, a five pound bag of flour like we got a bag of flour to fight these fucking armed criminals with we're good <laughs> and then when they go back to the, uh, the to the um they kidnapped Nicole Kidman at one and point. I just love the logic too where they're like let's endanger the, li- the lives of every other kid in town yeah. to help us make up for so her so all this happens with all these kids the next scene is just the three of them riding by and it felt like oh they tried to do whatever they were supposed to do we didn't get to see it and it kind of didn't work out as well I think they just figured like oh the bad guys magically know where we are all the time anyway so if we just ride around by ourselves at the yeah. box they'll come to us yeah. and we won't they have to do Nicole, anything when they, they kidnapped Nicole Kidman or Judy and the one guy goes, I've been aching to kill someone. Yeah. Why didn't you fucking kill them earlier? Like, well, he, he says to PJ, don't move a muscle, Spartacus, out of nowhere. Like, what? Yeah. And then he's like, you know, don't you follow us now. I've been aching to kill someone. But if they're so concerned about getting their shit back, why did they not look in the box to make sure they had the merchandise before they left? And then they're in the car, and Nicole Kidman proceeds to tell them this shitty horror story that Goose had told earlier, but she tells it kind of different. Yeah, about, like, zombies and shit, and she's, like, talking about, like, and oh, I remember this movie I saw. This guy had a, a box or something. It had a, somebody's severed hand in it, and when he opens the box, the hand pops out and turns him into a zombie, which doesn't do much for his social life because he can't go to the beach well, parties you, anymore. You gotta do, like, the Australian... Yeah. Oh, he turned him into his own mate. It's yeah. like... Like, Didn't do much for his social life. Yeah, and then, but she she gets stopped telling the 
story on point, but Mustache is so inclined in this amazing story, he's like, I want to hear how it ends. Like, this story sucks. Well, he's afraid, too, because he's also thinking there really is a hand in there that's going to kill him. Yeah. And then the boss is sitting up front, and this guy who's supposedly kidnapping and wanting to kill a teenager, you know, this this ruthless criminal, he's sitting there like, my God, I'm appalled by the horror movies that you kids are watching these days. You know, like, what do parents take their kids to? I'm just like, well, these kids have no parents, clearly, because they're, and it's apparently always daytime, because we never see any, oh, there's the one nighttime scene in the graveyard. Other than that, there's never another nighttime scene. Uh, But yeah, we never see these kids' parents. We never see anything that happens with that. I don't know how all these kids knew where they took her. (laughs) How did they know where they took her? They all knew where to show up. Yep. Well, don't worry. We had uh, we got two kids following him on bikes that'd never be able to keep up with this anyway. And when somehow he, they and did. when he finds out there's nothing in the box, he goes, "You're in the poo now." Yeah, and she like he like looks at her and she goes, "Um, your little walkie talkies have gone walkies. <laughs> They're being looked at looked after." <laughs> oh God! So 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 then they go. They they see like this. You know, um, PJ and Goose pull up, and they're just like, ah, they're getting ready to pull their guns. And then, like, the horde of kids come up, and then they're just like, oh, shit, what do we do now? I don't know, pull out your guns and start they shooting? Did. They went and grabbed their guns, and they went and grabbed bats, but still got taken over by kids with flour. <laughs> you can, like, grab your clubs and your guns. I thought there was going to be a whole massacre of kids at this point, that, getting beat with baseball bats. That would have been way better, just, like, make this shitty movie up until this point, and guess what, kids? Don't fuck with people with guns, because this will happen to you. <laughs> guns don't kill people. It'll be like the end of uh, Beware Children at Play, or they just massacre yeah. all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's still moving. Shoot him in the head. <laughs> so, another chase scene happens, which is essentially just continuing the all Oh, I love how, like... They're supposedly keeping up with all these guys on their bikes, right? So only Goose is on his bike, but PJ decides to chase this truck that they got Judy in on foot. And I'm just like, what? No sound effects while he's running after her? So I still warranted So when they're climbing on the truck... But, like, even funnier is he manages to not just, you know keep up with the thing he manages to catch up to it and, and jump on yeah, it, yeah jump onto the thing and climb up onto it and then goose is riding on his bike still and they look out the the rearview mirror thing like oh, there's a butt there's a bmx behind us and like he jumps off his bike somehow onto the thing now they're both on the roof while these guys aren't even really like trying to shake him worth a damn and they just like get on top of the driver's cab and there just happens to be this tarp like oh let's throw this down over the windshield because that won't cause any problems. Oh, and our friend is just inside here, so if this thing crashes, yeah, and they're, they're, we're on top. Of they this. were up on top of like a big giant cliff thing, too. Like, if that thing would have veered left, they all would have died. And instead, it veered right and caused like a six-car pileup with all these people that were out. It said Frazier's foam fertilizer, which I don't know if that's real or not, but they're basically spraying all these sudsy foam well, onto which, this by grass. By the way, they're spraying all this foam all over everybody, which is fertilizer. You probably shouldn't be breathing this stuff in and no. getting it in your mouth. And swimming around in fertilizer, but, and then when they're all covered in fertilizer, what happens? Goofy clown Benny Hill type music starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why is this? I was, I was literally so lost at this point because I, I, 
I just didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> I was just like, okay, the cops showed up, the bad guys are here, they have her still. There's clown music, Benny Hill, whatever music. I love right before the crash happened, you get the most wooden delivery from Nicole Kidman. She knows her her friends are on top of the truck. I knew it. I told you so. You're beaten now. <laughs> She's almost like the the girl from Troll Two. <laughs> her delivery sometimes was a, it's like an Australian version of that girl. <laughs> so okay, the spraying of the of the suds are everywhere. Of the fertilizer, probably deadly to be breathing all that in or whatever. The goofy Benny Hill music is playing for however long. The next scene is the credits. Yeah. The next scene we get There's- seen. We, Nothing. Explain. We see. <laughs> we no. see. There's a sign that says "Manly BMX Track," yeah. and they all just start riding. And there's all this happened. We watched this. All this. We watched all this stuff happen to not have anything happen. Like nothing happens at yep. the end. It's like there's no outcome. There's no resolution. I there's love nothing. That these kids are supposed to be in so much trouble to begin with. Now they go and literally steal from the cops. And, like, you know, endanger the lives of, like, every other child in this city. And at the end, nobody gives a fuck because it all turned out okay. Oh, you caused way more damage, too, trying to stop these guys. But who gives a fuck if you wrecked five other people's cars and the truck that they stole? You know, like, well, we caught the bad guys, so all's right. And you guys not only got enough money to pay off the ridiculous amount of debt you know from all this, you also got to build your dream BMX track. How much money did you get for this reward? Did you get, like, a couple billion? also the boss, we don't know what the bounty was on his head. They didn't know the boss was involved. <laughs> oh my god, the boss. This is like Bin Laden back then. The <laughs> boss. You know how much he's robbed from Australian banks? Over two million dollars. Well, so that him. obviously a war is like a two billion he dollar didn't, reward. He didn't rob all them. He didn't but rob he those organized banks. Them. He borrowed all that money. <laughs> Do you realize how much money he's been borrowing from our banks? <laughs> Seriously, I it doesn't make sense. The, what you're talking about, how they got all this money, they it's okay that they did all this. There's never a scene that says all this. There's never a scene that says, good job, kids, you, you saved the day. Yeah. You know, like, oh, well, give it up for the kids, or show them taking away the bad guys in police yeah. cars. We don't even know if the bad guys got caught. They could have escaped. They might have died. They might have breathed all that fertilizer and died because of these kids. Like, well, not only did you cause a shit ton of damage... You killed these guys, but oh well. <laughs> All is well in the world. <laughs> so now just race on your BMX track, which the whole time they're on BMX bikes doing tricks and stuff. So I'm thinking they're more like freestyle BMXers, you know, with like ramps and things like that. But yet at the end, they're BMXers that are on a dirt track, which has never been played into the movie at all. They never discussed how they race BMX. They never discussed. Well, they said they wanted a track, and there wasn't one there, and they were always getting yelled at uh, for right. for riding around on the yeah, streets. Yeah, the one guy was like, "No so, like, BMXing on the beach." Yeah, it was like. This is where we're supposed to be riding, but we don't have it, so we're just riding where we can. So, yeah. Then the credits just roll. The credits yeah. roll during this race. Uh, I'm so flabbergasted at this point. I don't even know what to think because it went from the one scene to the next when you're, nothing's explained, no resolution. You're just, okay, we're happy now. We have a course. And then Nicole Kidman, who was an amateur at best, apparently, wins the fucking race and is in first place and gets a damn trophy. <laughs> yeah. 
I just, you know, it, uh, I didn't like this at first, and then it started to grow on me when they had a little bit of a relationship drama between them in the cemetery. But then they just dropped it all for like this endless, pointless chase, and I was just like, God damn it! I ended up not liking this movie. Then I kind of liked it, and I kind of didn't like it because there was just like so much nothing in the end, and I was just like, shit. You know what I need to do? I'm just gonna have to write my own fan fiction to like do this justice. Spoiler well, alert: Goose is gonna bang the shit out of Judy. Well, this, the uh, the original title for this movie, the first draft of the script, was called Water Rats. <laughs> what? That would be even better if they still didn't have like anything to do with water except for the slide. Just, we'll call it Water Rats, but they only have one water moment that lasts about a minute and a half. And yeah, that song, I See Boys, was performed by Petra Gaffney. <laughs> so there you go if you want to try to... Good luck finding that one because the pricks cramped, clamped down hard with their intellectual property crap yeah, there's some... and got it all kicked off of YouTube. On, uh, on IMDb. And it apparently was only available on the soundtrack to this movie, so good luck finding it. I can't remember it. too many ratings of our past movies, but this one is a 4.9, which I feel is a little bit higher than most movies we've watched. Uh, genuinely liked by Australians, the user review yeah. on IMDb is uh, praising this movie out this kid... This this guy went to go see this when he was a kid Probably. for a birthday party, and he had such a blast. So, uh, this guy's like, Nicole Kidman is a star, and her fellow BMX bandits form a fun team, but it's the pursuing criminals that steal the show with their manic and obviously improvised actions and dialogue. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. And hey, any movie that ends with a flower bomb fight on wheels and a huge explosion of foam, which always renders the baddies useless, <laughs> just, it's just got to be top. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. That's, that's what a good movie is. If a movie ends in a flower bomb fight on wheels and a huge explosion of foam, you don't think that sounds that, like a porno to you me. You don't think that was sarcastic, Corey? Like, I like this as a kid, and I'll just say, like, you know, sarcastically, yeah, this is all great, like, you know, haha. But, I, like, I think the person still liked it despite all that, but realized how corny it was at the same time. I don't time. know. This was an older review, so who knows? Uh, I like to think that they're being serious, but I just love, like, and a huge explosion of foam at the end. I think it's a lot of pornos that happens in two. Oh, did you know? I just found this out like last weekend. I was listening to oh, um, and this movie's on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was listening to uh, South Park commentaries, and you remember the Jonas Brothers episode where they're giving yeah. out purity rings, and like, hey, girls, you want the Jonas Brothers hot white foam on your faces? They didn't make that up. They really do that at their concerts. They, like, fake cum on all these little <laughs> underage girls that come to see them. We'll see. There you go. The, the Jonas Brothers were inspired by BMX bandits. <laughs> So, it's really not foam, though, The Jonas Brothers are spraying. They're spraying fertilizer on everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're man fertilizer. Yeah. Oh. Impregnating all the young women in the crowd. Booyah. So, uh, that was BMX Bandits starring the... Uh, now extremely famous Nicole Kidman. Then she was nobody, and she was in a BMX movie. Everybody gets their start somewhere, I guess. Uh, most people, a lot of people get their starts in horror movies. This would have been funny if this was half horror movie, half BMX. It would have been an interesting take. But uh, put Michael Myers in here and Buster Rhymes, and we got a whole new movie. Well, we all need to lobby to get Angelo D'Angelo in many, many more films. Well, I think we just need to have a BMX Bandits reunion. 
reunion and or a remake, and then Nicole Kidman, D'Angelo D'Angelo, and James Lugton can be the bank robbers. <laughs> Or the parents of the kids, because the parents were absent last time around. And they'll be in about 30 seconds of the movie, because they'll still care about it as much as the ones in this movie. <laughs> Either that, or like they'll do like an, like an illegal street racing thing, but with BMX bikes, and she'll be the one out there like, Ready, go! <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was BMX Bandits, 1983. Check it out on Netflix. It's definitely worth a watch if you love uh, movies that just scream 80s. Because yeah. it'll be definitely. I mean, yeah, I didn't. Grow, I, I still like it despite itself, and I think it's just because of the '80s vibe. I mean, neither of us grew up in Australia in the '80s, so we don't know the exact vibe from there. But it does scream '80s in general. It has that very feel, vibrant uh, colors, and all kinds of stuff like that. It is very '80s ridiculous feel. Ridiculous synth music, like oh, sounded yeah. like horror movie music oh, yeah. in a kids. Like, adventure movie. Oh, yeah. So, our movie next week is also available on Netflix. And it is, uh, was it 1978? I believe was the year on it. Something like that. I think it was 1978. David Carradine film, Death Sport. Oh, man. <laughs> this looks wonderful. They're like laser guns. Like, they just shoot somebody with some fake light, and they, like, uh, disintegrate in a, a flash of fake I want to know if this was off the heels or... Before he did Death Race. Because Death Race 2000, he was in, and that was kind of a bigger deal for him. Well, since it's sci-fi, I'm hoping uh, Marty McFly will pop in to, like, you know, David, David, you gotta listen to me. The night I go back is the night you hang yourself while jerking it. <laughs> no, Marty, I can't know the future. <laughs> Don't tell me. I want to die that way. <laughs> so, yeah, the night, um, I just seen the picture for this movie and what looked, what looked to be on the picture in the, uh, on Netflix was David Carradine and some woman standing next to motorcycles that looked like they were cardboard spray-painted silver. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll just see how Death Sport goes. I feel like there was another movie called Death Sport. Er, maybe it was Future Sport. Might have been it with Wesley Snipes and Dean Cain. <laughs> it was a 90s movie. Uh, I, I kept thinking of that, so maybe that's what that is. Uh, so, yeah, next week is Future Sport. All one word. So if you're trying to find... I mean, if you space it, I'm sure you can still find it on Netflix. But I know it is spelled all one word. Death Sport, not Future oh. Sport. <laughs> Sorry. I fucked that up. Death Sport. So next week, Death Sport. Uh, like I said before, um, send us your suggestions at BNB Podcast. One last thing that we kind of forgot about, because I forgot the past couple weeks. Oh, the Netflix recommendations. Yes. yes, that was uh, recommended to us by Fan Ian, and so we're going to keep doing that. Uh, last night, actually, I watched a movie on Netflix, Mansom. It's a documentary about men's grooming and beards and mustaches, and there's a lot of celebrities in it. Will Arnett, uh, Jason Bateman, Zach Galifianakis. Uh, it's a really interesting documentary. It's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting about toupees and grooming habits of men nowadays and beards and mustaches and I don't know. Anyways, check it out. It was done by Morgan Spurlock who did uh, Super Size Me and 30 Days and a bunch of stuff. So it was a good documentary. I liked it. I will throw out the uh, wonderful Saban action series VR Troopers. If you if you like the camp and Power Rangers, this one has even more. I still haven't watched it again myself since it was first on TV because I want to buy the DVDs which they put out the first set already. The second one's due out around 
New Year's or so, but like this is just from what memory fragments I have of it, I know it's going to be a hot mess, but like I like the concept behind it. I think it had shit execution, but I still like it for what it could have been. But I went and looked over the uh, first season episode guide. All 92 episodes are up for streaming, but I recommend Dogmatic Change when their dog gets stricken with the power to be able to talk, which unfortunately he does for the rest of the series and like the (laughs) poorest Jack Nicholson impression I've ever heard. (laughs) Battle for the books where they have to stop one of Grimlord's virtual reality mutants from destroying the bookmobile is going to give books to kids in the school who should already have plenty of books because they're in school, but they need these to like learn to love reading. New kids on the planet where alien kids show up and Grimlord has to get them and the kid or the troopers have to stop him from getting the alien kids. And Grimlord's greatest hits where Grimlord oh, Grimlord makes his own like uh, house music CD and distributes it all around the city and hypnotizes people and they basically just like stand there like zombies but without the brain eating and shit and like we have to stop this because we can't have people standing around doing nothing. What are you, lazy Democrats? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I watched VR Troopers when it was on. I don't really remember it all that well. A while back, I was on a big kick of watching Power Rangers. I kind of fell off a little bit when I haven't had much time to watch it recently, but I've started watching it again, so I'm going to keep going on that. Uh, so VR Troopers, I don't remember a whole lot. I remember I had action figures of VR Troopers. I've got most of them still. I had... I watched it, I just don't remember it as well as I do about Power Rangers. I uh, just didn't watch it as much. Same thing with, like, you know, your Master Rider and your Big Bad Beetle. Well, one thing to know about this is, unlike most of the other shows, this is actually, like, two shows tried to be spliced together into one. So there's all kinds of bad editing where you can just see, like, all kinds of cuts and shit. Like, this doesn't make any sense. This is not come from this. This is not follow this. These guys aren't really together. But, like, it's, um, I'm sure it'll be wonderful if you if you like watching, you know, like bad things on purpose just to get a laugh or even if you legitimately enjoy it for that, you know. Well, this has been B-Movie Breakdown. That was BMX Bandits. Next week, Death Sport. I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And uh, And we'll see you next time on B-Movie Breakdown where your (laughs) walkie-talkies have gone walkie. Aw, don't be a creep all your life. B-Movie Breakdown is the best of the worst.